And we're live. All right. Welcome, everybody. This is the Reality Czars podcast, and we're your hosts, Nate and Tony. Hello. And we have an awesome guest on, man. We got Scott from the Rebunked. Man, uh, thank you for coming on. Heck yeah, guys. Thanks for having me. It's great. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, you want to tell everybody a little bit about your show, yourself, and where they can find you? Yeah, definitely. So my name's Scott. I'm, uh, I've got a new show called Rebunked. You can catch that at rebunk.news for the links to all the show. Uh, formerly with the Truthzilla podcast, um, probably where many of you maybe have heard of me or seen me or whatever. But uh, yeah, we kind of uh, just kind of moved to a new project. And here we are, guys, having all kinds of fun. Hell yeah, man. So you're on Rockfin. Everyone can find your stuff all over the place, right? Yeah, primarily the primary video spots, Rockfin. Um, YouTube, it's funny, like all of my, like I've been sharing it with some folks and they keep like saying, oh, I went to your YouTube page and I, I only saw like one video a couple weeks ago and I've been like, no, just don't. So I've been telling people, even though the links to the YouTube page are on the rebunk.news website, I'm just, I always tell people, just don't go to YouTube, man. Don't even bother with YouTube. Yeah. For a while there, I had, we did episode, I did episode one with Ryan Christian from The Last American Vagabond. And then I was like, oh, I'll just test in the waters. I put that episode up and just kind of see what happened because he's like one of the most censored people out there. Like they just hate him. Like anything he puts out, they just, you know, and he does, he has this whole thing called pirate streams where, you know, his listeners will mirror a show and put it all over. And like, they just get swat swatted down like whack-a-mole style. Like he's just, so he's just messing with them. So they just hate him. So I figured that episode wouldn't last very long. And then I put up episode two, but it's still there. It's still there. I put up episode two on YouTube with Sam Tripoli and they took that one down. And it's just like, yeah, that's wild to me. I guess YouTube hates Sam Tripoli more yeah. than you christian i would have thought the other way around but exactly exactly yeah. but it's funny because we were just talking about recovery stuff you know what i mean like we weren't even really getting we, we didn't really get into the heavy heavy stuff but so what i've been doing is uploading like like so when you go to the youtube page i have like a thumbnail for the episode but then i do like just like a two minute blurb saying like hey you guys can't watch this episode here go to rockfin go to rockfin right now time to grow up time to grow up folks time to put your big boy pants on you know and just uh, go over to rockfin because this youtube stuff so anyway you know, people keep saying, you, hey, you got a show on youtube I'm like no dude so anyway yes long story short <laughs> i never even wanted to have a youtube like me and tony were like pretty adamant like we're not even gonna fucking start a youtube they're gonna fucking cancel us anyway so what's the hell's the point i don't want to put any time into it and we finally had enough listeners that kept bugging me about it so we we tried it and our first video we did was with uh etienne de la Vuette square yeah yeah, yeah. And within three hours of starting the channel and putting up the video, first fucking strike video taken down. Like, yeah. so, I mean, yeah. it's whatever. We've had another video taken down. We had uh, William Ramsey on and we were okay. discussing, we were discussing some fun stuff and that one got taken down. So we put a video, like uh, we're live streaming to YouTube right now. I mean, let's try What's to get YouTube. Let's break this fucking video. Let's go hard. Let's talk about okay. them giving us AIDS. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, that's great, man. Like, uh, so just so YouTube, so all of you monitoring and listening right now, just so you know. So I'm sure all of you are heavily, heavily vaccinated. I'm just curious if you're taking an AIDS test lately because you probably have AIDS and uh, you're probably going to get COVID soon and you probably are going to die of a heart attack too. So sorry. But it would have been worse. It would have been worse. It would have been worse if you hadn't got your mega jab <laughs> yeah, and your branded booster. <laughs> Avoid strenuous activity and uh, yeah, anything that could possibly like aggravate your current state of having AIDS. So this is for all you YouTube moderators. Thank you. Does anyone else hate that fucking Harry and Megan are over here <laughs> fucking with our with our um, politics, dude? I'm not I thought, are they over here? 
Yeah, Harry and Megan are over here. They live in the yeah. States and they're like, did you see the video? I wish I could pull that up. I probably can. Uh, oh, yeah. He did like a PSA where he was like talking about how uh, everyone needs to get tested for AIDS. And this is like an AIDS awareness. Like, <laughs> All of a sudden, like, Prince Harry's like the, the, the spokesperson for AIDS. Yeah. Like, what is that? I don't know. It's just perfect timing. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's funny, man. Yeah. Well, no idea. we'll be fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just, well, that's a, such a fascinating rabbit hole, honestly. Like I've, you know, had a my third episode three of Rebunked. I talked to Celia Farber, who is um, a journalist who was the uh, she's like you know when I was listening to Robert, so I listened to the audiobook of Robert Kennedy's The Real Anthony Fauci, and this name kept popping up over and over. And uh, it was Celia Farber, Celia Farber, and I'm like, man, like this lady's like been all over the place and basically in the contents of the, the RFK books talking about, you know, she has been reporting on the whole AIDS situation, like all the way back to the eighties, you know? And like, she's saying how, like when she was in college, she did an interview with a guy named Peter Duesberg, who, um, you know, I just started, I'd like, I'd, I'd heard his name maybe, but didn't really know much about him, but he was one of the, the doctors back in the eighties that was originally saying like, you guys, this whole AIDS thing is just a fraud, man. This whole thing is just a fraud. Like literally they're just aggravating this condition with the use of these AIDS drugs. Like they're like, it's the drugs that are killing the people folks. You know, AIDS is just like a, a kaleidoscope of different ailments that they kind of put under the, the umbrella of AIDS. You know what I mean? And uh, so, you know, we, st- we get the idea that like AIDS is like a little creepy crawly thing that like, crawls in your butt and something like that and then it gets it gets you something and then you just like then you're sick and you get all these lesions on your skin and then you die right like that's like kind of what the what it's been pounding in our heads that is but really what it is is just like an immune deficiency right and and it manifests itself in different ways and and the way that they treated it anyway so peter deuceberg came out and started you know publishing these papers and uh speaking very publicly about the fact that these these uh health officials that were driving the AIDS narrative back in the day, who just so happens to be Anthony Fauci. It was Anthony Fauci. Mm-hmm. This is the guy back then that was like causing the, uh, you know, who politicized it and, uh, you know, introduced these ineffective repurposed dangerous drugs to treat it. And uh, it's like the same stuff we're seeing right now. But anyway, so Celia Farber, she, she was, she was describing how like, she was just like a, I don't know, a junior or senior in college, like a journalism student and didn't really, you know, and she picked up this story and it just blew up in her face. You know what I mean? And she like immediately became like unpersoned, you know what I mean? And she's been fighting the medical establishment for since the eighties, man, uh, over the AIDS issue. And, and, and her and some other journalists like uh, John Solomon and uh, Liam chef who actually committed suicide. Like I think it was like 2017, um, anyway, so, you know, it's just such a powerful story when you look at the AIDS story in relation to what we're dealing with today, because you realize it's the same characters, it's the same scheme and it's the same strategies, you know, and this, this, this overwhelming gargantuan medical establishment has literally just been tyrannically running everything behind the scenes. And it's only now just come to the forefront with this whole COVID situation, but it's just so crazy to look at what we're dealing with today in the context of like reading some of the literature, like reading some of the articles that were written back in like the early two thousands that like Celia Farber wrote. And uh, she's describing like what we're currently going through. And so it's such a fascinating like conversation with her to get her take on having been in this fight for decades. And she's like, yeah, you guys like, this is just, this is, this is the demon 
that is the you know the establishment medical cartel like it's just crazy yeah everybody needs to go back and listen to that episode man it was powerful that was a really really good episode this is a topic dude that's like really near and dear to my heart like uh my my mom's my mom had a boyfriend who eh, boyfriend she was in love with this dude uh and she was always trying to turn him straight uh handsome black dude ripped awesome guy. He was basically my stepdad and I love this guy. I grew up with him. Uh, his name was Ed and, um, he had AIDS and, um, he was healthy. He was young. He was like, he was vibrant. And then they started giving him AZT cause they told him this would, would fix it. And within like a year to like a year and a half, his hair had fallen out. His teeth had fallen out. He was so sick. He was in a wheelchair and he was fucking dead. Mm-hmm. And, Dude, Dr. Fauci killed my stepdad. You know what I mean? That's like, and it's the most dark, twisted, fucked up thing, man. And I think about it too, because I should have brought that up when I was talking to Monica earlier uh, Mm -hmm. today. Uh, Her brother, it happened to her brother. Um, He had been like, uh, he had been using intravenous drugs. They told him that he had AIDS. They gave him AZT, same thing with just, it just wiped people out, man. And it's so dark and so fucked up and so twisted, man. Like, I, and uh, I think even Sam Tripoli tells a story where they like gave him an AIDS test and then they asked him, are you gay? And he was like, no. Oh, yeah. And he, and he, and he thinks that if he had said yes, they would have been like, it's positive. You know what I mean? And Absolutely. it's, it's such a crazy thing that like it's in a full on attack against the gay community. Why yeah. exactly? It's it's absolutely nuts, man. You can see people holding up posters back from like the 80s to early 90s, holding up these posters. Say It says Dr. Fauci quit killing us. And yeah. it's like the, the gay community that's just like, man, it's that, so dark. It's yeah, so they, fucked up. They hated him. Like there's this guy named Larry Kramer who's like there's all these videos you can go back and watch of him. Like just an article, I think, too. of just This guy, he was a gay rights activist who was just very vehement and his uh like hatred of Fauci like saying like I will fucking kill this guy like that type of stuff it's crazy yeah um and uh you know and and, and it, the whole thing like and it's the same like like I said it's the same tests it's the same everything but it's also like this or it's the same scheme but it's also the same test like they're used though like a western blot test is one of them but they also use the PCR test PCR yeah. test for diagnosing you know AIDS patients and then a lot of the experimentations that they did on kids that were born with AIDS that's a whole nother rabbit hole. Right and there. even the ones that weren't, there was a bunch of kids that just their parents had AIDS. Yeah. And so a lot of those foster kids, they, they didn't even have fucking HIV or AIDS or yeah. whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. No, they, they, they yeah. determined that like most of the, the kids didn't have AIDS. And, it, and it's really fascinating that like also in Robert Kennedy's book, you know, he, he goes, he talks about it quite a bit and uh, just the whole, and I'm not a doctor. I don't know, dude. And I'm just learning this stuff. So don't take my word for it. Like go look at this stuff for yourself, everybody. But like, you know, it really talks in depth about, you know, it kind of speaks to the whole terrain theory idea. You know what I mean? Like, it's just really like, you know, they, they, they lend, they laid the the responsibility, a lot of it on like, <clears throat> like, like poppers, like amyl nitrites, you know, this is like a new thing that I was just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. It's like, you know, like a party drug, something that you like inhale that like creates like euphoric, but it also is just so damaging to your body. The and only time that I've ever tried poppers was with my gay friends. I didn't even know what the yeah. fuck poppers were. They're like, do yeah. you want to try poppers? So I was like, yeah. what the hell is that? Yes. Yeah. What, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> I was younger and dumber. Holy. But- <laughs> <laughs> but but I guess like so so um you know I was why is that Uber, why like, do gay pop- people love poppers yeah <laughs> well, I guess it's like, I guess they eat, illegalized like the original version I think it was called amyl nitrite like the original version they made it illegal so like anyway but like uh and then they were saying something about, about the menu the manufacturers who like make 
amyl nitrites were the same ones that make AZT or something like that. Like there's some like overlap oh, there. Cool. Yeah. Such a good and, business plan. Yeah. Totally. Totally. But, but really what it is, is just like, if you're just like, you're living this extremely just like fast paced lifestyle, like lots of drugs and just like, blah, blah, blah. Your body is just going to like, be like, what the fuck, man? And you're going to like, your immune system is going to revolt and it's going to look like something that they call acquired immune deficiencies. You know, same thing with like, like, uh, people who use intravenous drugs as well, you know, that's just going to destroy yeah. Your system. Well, see, and I didn't know that that was the case. Um, I've had a few friends now that were addicts that were heroin addicts. That was a big thing in my hometown. And so if you use a bunch of intravenous drugs, it, once you get clean and you like go to the doctor and stuff, they test you. There's a really high percentage of false positives for HIV. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. yeah that's I'm, wild. I, I would imagine. Yeah. And I, it's because, like, I had two friends that they told them, yeah, you have HIV. You, wow. you have AIDS, basically. Yeah. And then, like, they came back six months later. They're like, no, you don't. You're fine. It was just drugs. Wow. You had just been doing drugs. So that tells me right there that it's something that if they can misdiagnose it, especially when they didn't know as much or maybe who knows what the fuck they knew in the 80s, you know, <laughs> the person that, you know. Uh, but if they put you on some crazy dangerous drug, I mean, it was the same thing like when early COVID, right. When they were just like, let's put you on a fucking ventilator. Let's well, give you, you know, it, and they just killed so many people. Also the virus. Mm-hmm. Like what, what are the, is there a chance that this thing might go through your system if you clean yourself up? Like, well, that's maybe it's like, like they, what I is a virus? <laughs> I don't even know if anybody's attributing it to a virus. It's not like a yeah. vi- virus. It's like it's like a, a spectrum of different ailments that. You know, that well, that, yeah, yeah. I'm just talking I, about. Like I know that. what you mean. Yeah. So I find that so fascinating too. Again, I'm not a doctor. No one here on this show is a doctor. Yeah. But like 50 years ago, you could talk about germ theory. You know what I mean, and how it was a theory. Right. And mm-hmm. you can't talk about that anymore. Now it's, it's the same thing as like, uh, who, who are we talking to earlier today? Anyways, it was, it's like, if you, you can't break from the orthodoxy, you know what yeah. I mean? And that's just set in stone now. And I find it so fascinating too. Cause like, I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, but the, that flight, the Malaysian airlines, right. Is, have you heard that, that like they had, yeah, there's yeah like so doctors that, that were like, we're all a bunch of like AIDS Specialists so there was all died. a hundred of them on that plane and they were going to an AIDS conference, like a world AIDS conference. And all of these particular doctors were ones that were going to set that like felt very much that like HIV wasn't a virus. It wasn't this, that, and the other, like they were going to go to this conference and like say what they were going to say. And that plane went down. Yeah. I don't know, man, <laughs> that's out there. That's woo, but it's possible. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're doing here. We're just, <laughs> yeah. I think people just have this like bias, this like bias thinking that like, you know, today in 2022, you know, we as humans have evolved on all these different fronts, medically, technologically, like we live in the greatest time in human history. Like, like we don't have to put any effort into our basic survival. You know, we've innovated and gone way past even basic industrialism. Like we're at this place where it's just like, it could literally be paradise. And so we have this bias thinking that this is the best it can be, you know? And so when we look at the medical establishment, it's like, you know, this, well, people just look at it. People that aren't like the uninitiated people that just aren't really tuned in or that are just going with the narrative. They just think that like, well, all these medical advancements, these are just as good as it gets. We've figured it all out. I think people literally think that everything has been figured out and that, that there's no forward progress to be made. And that maybe the only progress that we 
have to make still is that, you know, we need to make some flying cars and we need to have like time travel. But, but in terms of medicine, like that's all done. You know, I think yeah. people fail to recognize the fact that what was accepted science at one time, like they, <laughs> they used to like microwave people to get rid of like acne and they're like, Oh, wait a minute. I guess that's not bad. And then like cigarettes, it's just to be like, Oh yeah. Nine out of 10 doctors recommend camels over Marlboro's. Right. Mm-hmm. Or like, 100%. you know, all these things that like at once were considered like mainstream, you know, even, even to, to, you know, just look at the history of like pharmaceutical drugs. Like how many times have you seen like an advertisement like on, or whatever, like back when I watched TV, I guess, you know, you see advertisements on TV where it's be like, have you been injured by Zantac or whatever? Like, you know, these things that were FDA approved and then publicly pushed to the extreme are now all of a sudden, oh, they've been recalled and there's a massive class action lawsuit, right? Now, and it's like, what is that, talcum powder or something like that? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Johnson and Johnson, every day there's something else. Like, there's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, And and the same thing, like, you know, in terms of like, you know, the whole libertarian philosophy, it's just like, if, if, if you think that this, like this, these, these governments that we have on this planet, is this the ultimate, like, is this a result of just human innovation? And and this is what's been born out of that to the point that this is the, the ultimate thing in the world and that we can never evolve to have anything better. Like, that's just crazy. Like people just need to wake up and realize like these systems are not the ultimate in, in their evolution. These systems are just broken. You know? Yeah. I like to remind people this too. Every single time you're sitting watching the boob tube and somebody goes on there and is like, did you take this drug? If so, did this, 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 this happen to you? You might be entitled to blah, 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 blah. Every single time you hear one of those, all of those drugs were once FDA approved. Yeah, totally. Every single one of those. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, you know, I don't know. Ah, it's crazy, man. Like it's just getting crazier and crazier. What do you guys I mean, think in terms of like, like, so there are taking the, the their foot off the gas a little bit here. Do you think that they're just kind of like letting us cool down here before the next big roller coaster ride or what do you think? Yeah, I think it's a psychological operation, man. I, honestly, I think they, they're getting us to chill and you know, that's always what they do. They push, 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 and then they get resistance. They back down and they push, 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 push. And honestly, I don't think that this was, I mean, I think they want us all jabbed. I don't know exactly what's inside of it. I don't know if they're, you know, there's the, the nanoparticles, whatever, whatever they were trying to do to us, whatever that spike protein is. I'm not sure if this is like conditioning us for some transhuman agenda or whatever, but definitely what they wanted to do in my opinion was this. And I, I don't think there's any way really to argue with this, that they're going to use this so that they can bring about the bio- biometric IDs that they've been wanting to do that they've been talking about. So they can still scare us with this COVID and say, Hey, we're going to, we're just going to, cause they're starting this now, this like this COVID pass thing that's coming out and it's going to be voluntary right now in Oregon where they're going to be like, yeah, you can download this app and this can tell you, you know, your status and your vaccination status. And so you can feel safe and then they're going to let businesses use it to like let people in or out or, you know, tell people to get lost. And I, I think that this is like the soft rollout and they're getting people used to that. And I think they just want us, they want our biometrics, man. And then where's it going to go from there? They want us to have a fucking chip. They want us because they can, they're already talking about these chips that like, if you put it in, you, it can check, like, let's say you're diabetic. It can, it can tell if your diabetes is high or low. I mean, they're going to, they're going to trick us in through a good way, right? They give you an apple, but they fucking put poison in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that's, that's what I think. That's where they're going with this. Like, cause I mean, we haven't, we have, okay. So after nine 11, like 
the TSA didn't touch your balls till almost two years after. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like we, we don't haven't got our balls touched from COVID yet. Like, I think those are the things that are coming. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think there's different factions too. I think that the pharmaceutical companies want us jab, but I also think politicians, they want the control. They want shutdowns. There's other factions that want the biometric. So, and I, I think that like Nate says, I think that's where it's going really. It's just like, basically we're all going to be downloaded into a matrix and, if whatever reason you're out of line, then some drone's going to come and zap you. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that earlier. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, but uh, we were talking to Chud X and uh, and Adam, like, I don't know, a few weeks ago. And Chud X was telling me, so he had his baby at home. Like, uh, him and his wife had, had a home birth, which is awesome. But the nurse still insisted they had to poke the baby's foot, take the blood, and send it straight to Washington. And apparently that's happened to every single baby ever. Wow. In this country. And I didn't know that was a thing. I mean, I know that they poked my baby's foot, but like they said, they were testing it for stuff or something. I don't fucking know, you know, some terrible thing, but that also brings up. So Scott, I just want to give everybody a shout out. Scott is the man. And I want to thank Scott. And I want to thank Ed and Megan. Uh, Your guys' show is the reason why my little boy is not, touched by any fucking needles wow and you know what man like that when you told me that you know that's just so fascinating man like that's just like the, that that like I've, I've used this story in your example so many times like on the air and with people out the world been like you know what like you never know you know it's really a testament to just like you don't know man like when you don't know when you're putting positive energy out in the world how far that ripple is going to go and i met you at uh squatch fest. i met both of you guys at squatch fest which is that flag behind you there nate <laughs> up in uh up near seattle and uh yeah and you told me that and i was just like wow man that's like the most powerful thing i've ever heard in my life you know what i mean and so that's you know that's that's amazing and and good for you man good for you because that's not an easy thing to take on as a parent because i'm sure there's all kinds of pressure from you know not only people in you should hear my mother and sister they fucking cuss me out all the time (laughs) what about polio (laughs) oh god don't get me started about polio yeah but dude like that's it's see that's the thing man like like and they'll see like the proof will be in the pudding like i've met a lot of people being in this movement who have completely unvaccinated kids um kind of more often what i'd hear is that like maybe like the first like let's say they have multiple kids, like maybe the first or second kid will get like a mm-hmm. shot and then like the third or fourth or like the first one or the second one's unvaccinated. And then like the comparison between the two, but almost exclusively, whenever you hear a story about a kid uh, who's grown up without any shots is just like the healthiest kid ever, like never gets sick ever, yeah. ever, 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 ever. So it's just all just the biggest lie and deception. It's crazy. Yeah, when you're talking about the healthcare system not being the best, I'm thinking like the one thing that it is the best at is it keeps people alive at these drastically unhealthy levels. Mm. And I think that Ooh, it's yeah. almost like it's almost like that's what they excel at. It's like you should be dead. You should have wow. been dead 20 years ago, but we're managing to keep you alive. And I'm like, that's the game they're playing. It's like they're trying to push you off a ledge and you got like one toe on the ledge and you should be falling off. Dude, that's such a good point, man. That is, I, I hadn't thought of it that way, but that is such a good point. Like, I always like give give the medical establishment kudos for like emergency, like emergency stuff. Like, if you, you know, fracture your leg or get in a car crash, like, thank God we have like you know modern medicine, modern technology to help people in those situations, like emergency care. But you just hit the nail on the head. Also, you know, all of these soft kill weapon systems, whether it's vaccines, you hear me, YouTube vaccines, 
or, <laughs> uh, you know, the stuff they spray in the sky or the GMO foods, like all these things that they're literally designed to weaken us and, and make us unhealthy. That just incentivizes the medical establishment and the cartels and the big pharma to just maintain us at this level. Right. So mm-hmm. like they, they incentivize us to be lazy and unproductive and, you know, just, just eating junk food and just like, blah, blah, blah. Like that's, that's encouraged, you know, watch Netflix, blah, 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 all that stuff. And, uh, I think a lot of people really, and I've, I've even probably thought this way too, at some points in my life, like way back in the day, it's just like, I don't need to take as much personal responsibility for myself because I know that, you know, so whatever I could fall back on something, something will be there to take care of me. Right. I guess for me, it was like, yeah, you know, I, I guess, yeah, you know, I was like, Back when I wasn't clean and sober, I, I used to take advantage of like government welfare shit all the time and just like, like whatever. Like I was always like trying to rely on something else to take care of me. You know, I think we just live in a culture that's very much like that. Like just, and then just to bring it back though, cause like the medical establishment, yeah, they love the fact that we're just like this disgusting, uh, you know, unhealthy population. They love that. A hundred percent, man. It, they want you dead. But they want to do it slow. They want to yeah. milk you for all the tax money they can. They want to sell you as much dog shit and garbage. And they want to keep you around just long enough. And then they want you dead. Yeah, it's it's a sick fucked up thing, man. Yeah, 100%, Tony. Yeah, they keep you around. They want And they want you sick. And they want you dependent. Yeah. And that's what they want. They want a yeah. sick, dependent, obedient, non-questioning population mm-hmm. that does exactly what the fuck they're told. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, it's like, uh, you know, with, uh, and I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to rip too much. Like I've been, uh, anyway, whatever. What I was going to say is like, you know, it's interesting how they incentivize like welfare programs. Like if, as, as long as you don't have like a, a, a male role in the house, like the, the mother can collect all kinds of different, like, you know, government welfare. But the second, like now there's a male in the house, then all of a sudden that welfare gets cut off. So it incentivizes people having like broken families. You know what I mean? Like, it 100% does, man. Now, I mean, I grew up, dude, I grew up dog shit poor, dog yeah. shit poor. Like, my dad was a heroin addict in and out of prison. Uh, my mom finally fucking left his ass. So, we, single mom, we grew up like half, like homeless, not homeless, homeless, not homeless, uh, welfare, government cheese, food stamps, the whole thing. Yeah. And my mom worked her fucking ass off went to college, got a fucking teaching diploma, became a teacher and like pulled herself out of it. And when she was trying to pull herself out of welfare, they fought her tooth and nail because to them, they like, she, she thought like, they don't even, why would they want more people on the government? Why would they want people on the dole? That's fucking job security for them, dude. They want your ass dependent. They want your ass poor. They want you fucking needing these checks. And that's the other thing is like, you can work your fucking ass off and you'll make this much more. More, and then you're going to lose your benefits. So oh, yeah. Yeah. why don't you just work this much and this way, then you can keep your benefits and then you, and it keeps you in this fucking poverty mindset where you're just dependent on Papa, Papa government. And then if God forbid you say something wrong or something, they can pull that rug from out, out from under you. You know, I mean, that's, that's kind of where we're going. They want to make us tired and poor and hungry and weak. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So everything we can do to remove our reliance on these systems is just like, that's number one prerogative right now. Like for everybody, yeah. like we need to be becoming as independent as we possibly can. But you know, on that point too, you know, I've, I've actually honestly had to kind of like think of like really try to think this through, you know, and I don't think I've ever arrived at any necessarily conclusions. Cause like, <clears throat> you know, my, my career has been as a drug and alcohol counselor, you know, that's been my job. 
uh, for the last several years at least. And, uh, you know, I kind of found myself in a situation where they required the, the shots. And so I wasn't able to work there anymore, but anyway, that's a whole separate story, but you know, working there here in Oregon. So Oregon, we have with this thing called Oregon health plan, OHP, which is basically like universal healthcare. You know what I mean? Like it's just basically, if you don't have healthcare, if you don't get it from your employer, you literally like, you don't have to worry about that. And I wonder what it's like in other states because it's been like that for here for so long. And ever since I've been in like, cause it's basically a healthcare setting, you know, working in a drug and alcohol treatment center. And uh, so many of my clients, you know, that population in particular is very disadvantaged, man. Like there's no way yeah. that they would be able to have access to these services unless they had something like some sort of like universal health care. So I'm like, well, so how do I reconcile that with my other basic philosophies? You know what I mean? Like, well, because yeah. the whole system is broken. And so like that. Yeah. So part of this, too, is where like I don't shame anybody that takes, you know, something that they need from the government. Like if you want to if you need to fucking feed your kids. That's the most important fucking thing, man. Like, I'm not telling you not to get food stamps. I'm not like, I'm not one of those libertarians that is like, that's against my principles and this, you know, like, shut the fuck up. Feed your fucking family. Like, that's number one. Like, take care of yourself. You know what I mean? You got to do what you got to do. And so, I mean, and at this point, too, I'm sort of a collapsitarian. Like, all this money is fucking monopoly money anyways. This system is falling. Like, I'm saying, take it. They're going to hand you another stimmy check. All right, buy Bitcoin with it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Buy ammo. Like, yeah. just take it and fucking do what you got to do to take care of yourself. So, like, I, I totally understand what you're saying, though, too. It's like this system is so fucking corrupt. It's so, like, it's been fucked by the government on purpose. You know what I mean? Oh, and- totally. Totally. And, and I think, this, you know, that's kind of the way I reconcile it. So how do, how do I have all these worldviews over here? And then at the same time, like, I see directly firsthand and I'm dealing with individuals face-to-face who are benefiting from like, you know, a universal healthcare program that would not be able to, to like, they'd probably be dead if it wasn't for it. So like, how do I yeah. reconcile those two things? And it's like, well, in the current system that we have here, I can make an exception for that, I guess, but like, you're yeah. right. Like it's the system that's broken. It's something we have to go all the way back to the beginning. And yeah, we got to rewrite require, the code. Yeah. We, and that would require, you know, obviously toppling these institutions that are just beyond, you know, monolithic. Like, that would just be tragic. Yeah, we so, don't want that. So, so I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, it's a very it's a multi year project. I mean, it's not something that we can just do right away. I mean, as I said, we have rebuilt everything. We have to create our own independence. We have to create our own societies. And yeah, yeah. Well, and see, that's what I always tell people too, because like we can sit here and okay, my listeners have heard this before, so I'm sorry, guys, but <laughs> we can sit here and we can try to offer people libertarianism. We can be like, this is the answer to all your problems. But like if we're not building so like people don't want to hear that. People want to be taken care of. You know what I mean? They just do. Like there's a lot of there's a segment of the population that doesn't want to govern themselves. It's just easier to say, I voted and I can just turn on TV. I work like there's people that don't want to start their own business. Why? Because there's a lot of hassle, a lot of paperwork, there's a lot of risk. I'm just gonna check into my nine to five and cha-ching. You know what I mean? I get it. So what we need to do if we want to pull people away from that. But we, we have to set up parallel economy, man. Yeah. We have to set it up ourselves. We have to offer, like, because we can all see the Titanic, right? And it's fucking sinking. We all know it. We all see it. But we need to be building the lifeboats so we can bring people with us. And oh, yeah. that's that's agorism. And that's why I'm still an agorist. I, I agree. I 100% agree. And I think that's our only solution. Our only solution is, is to build our own uh, separate civilization and make it way more appealing than whatever that the the command and control system that's in place, the technocratic like nonsense as it continues to escalate, 
And here's my hope. Like, you know, when you have like the term collapsitarian, maybe you can just by that. I've never heard that before, but what, what okay. it brings to mind, maybe you can explain like what your interpretation of it is, but I'll, I'll take a crack at it first. So to me, that sounds like, like bring on the collapse. Let's just do this. Let's just get it over with and let's rebuild from the ashes. And that's what I think. Is that kind of what, it, what you're getting at? Yeah. It's, it's folks that think that like anything's going to be better than this. So like, okay. I'm cheering it on. I'm voting for Andrew Yang because I want him to fucking give the UBI to everybody so we get this thing accelerated. Like <laughs> okay. we already know this monetary system's gonna crash. Uh let yeah. Uh, let's, let's, uh, let's, uh, you know what I mean? Just tear down the system and just do whatever you can. Um, that sort of thing, not necessarily using violence, like collapsitarians aren't violent. They're libertarian, they're a libertarian, but they're cheering on the end of the empire. And in some ways, like, I'm like, yes, I'm a collapsitarian, but in other ways I'm like, I don't fucking know. Because as soon as this shit crashes, like there's going to be some, there's, it's not going to be easy (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? In the short term, like we might be able to build a system on top of it. But in the meantime, like I want my kids and my wife to be safe. You know what I mean? <laughs> what do they call that? So, the Cloward and Piven strategy. Have you guys heard of that? No. So the Cloward and Piven, look that up. So it's basically the, kind of what you're describing. It's like an old philosophy, but this is like, you know, radical left philosophy. of just like yeah. overburdening, overburdening the system with welfare. And uh, over to the point where it just like the entire system collapses under its own weight. You know what I mean? And so, you know, that's, coll- that's collapsitarian, man. They must yeah. know that guy. They must. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Must, I mean, maybe that's their patron saint. I don't know. Yeah, Totally. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this is this is a this, it's inevitable for one. And uh, two, I think that's a, their intention. Their intention is literally yeah. to destabilize all of these like, Western countries. And, and, and then, you know, they can only bring fully bring in their great reset after uh-huh. a collapse. See, that's why I think it's so short-sighted and why I'm not why I don't really call myself a collapsitarian is because like it's the problem reaction solution. And yeah. I think that like I dude, so many times actually when I call myself an anarchist, I a lot of times I'm like am I actually contributing to this? Like when I'm, when I create like anti-government memes and all this stuff, like I'm helping the demise come faster, you know, <laughs> in some you're, ways. Hey, your memes are freaking fire, dude. Your guys' <laughs> Thanks, memes are on man. point. So make sure everybody listening, go follow them. Reality's ours. But, uh, but anyway, so I say, you know, bring it on because what's going to happen is they're going to collapse it. And then we're just going to swoop in and just hijack it and just build our own freaking awesome world out of that. So, I'm hoping yeah. so, man. So we, we need to get our fucking ducks in order because it's yep. coming. It's we coming. have to be ready. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. I'm, I'm definitely preparing myself for it as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting out. I'm getting out of this state, dude. I'm done with Oregon. Yeah, man. So, Big things, man. Big things. Yeah. Yeah. So, Tony, tell me about your your exile or, or not exile, your escape about from exile. Oregon. <laughs> exile out there. Yeah. I'm from Rhode Island. I have family out here. And I was just more and more was concerned that I wouldn't be able to get back. Not necessarily in the short term. I'm like, you know, ten years from now and five years from now, am I going to be able to move out of Oregon? Are they going to shut down state borders? You know, yeah, exactly. yeah. For so, us, <laughs> yeah. So I didn't really think about it. Um, there's, I mean, Oregon's beautiful. It's a beautiful yeah, state. It really is. Um, you know, it's funny. Even like Portland, like it's in a really. It used to be at least an agora city, very liberal, very socialist as well, but. There were so many aspects of that city that was just basically people selling stuff they made, communities. Yeah, and I lived that, in Portland for like 10 years, man, from like 2002 to like almost 2012. Yeah, yeah I, I, loved, I loved the old Portland, man. 
Yeah. yeah, and I just realized, yeah, that's exactly. It's that's the old Portland. And I'm like, this is a city that I'm not, this isn't the city I came to. It's been completely co-opted. I can't have a conversation here anymore. No. There, there are so I was having this conversation earlier today, and there are so many like different like people selling some kind of self-expression therapy in one of the most repressed areas in the world. It's like that they like, people intuitively feel there's something wrong. But they're not addressing the actual problem. So, anyways, yeah, I decided to move out here. I went around. I took a hike around Mount Hood the week before I came out here. So, I recommend before you make a move, just like going a long hike makes the packing that much easier. Okay. Thank yeah, you, and then you get to see the pretty stuff you won't ever see again. We we got the hell out. I mean, we weren't in Portland proper anyways. We were on the west side, like in the Beaverton area, and it's bad enough there. And, uh, dude, it was like – it was pretty fucking ghetto. We used to live in, actually like in a spot called Aloha, if you know where that is. I know Aloha. That's out by yeah. Hillbro. Yeah. <laughs> dude, it was getting worse and worse, man. Straight – there's like gang members. There's homeless people. There's like – drug addicts it's like especially maybe it was just my shitty neighborhood that we lived in it was like the only affordable place man so like we got the fuck out but we moved we moved up north we got out of columbia or we're in columbia county so we got out of multnomah we got out of washington county we we bought a house with like a nice big backyard and we got chickens and we're just like we're doing our thing man we had to get the fuck out of there now i'm surrounded by people with let's go brandon signs and you know i'm just dudes and big old pickup trucks and like that whole thing is like i get it like i'm not a conservative and they don't agree with me on most things but who could i have a conversation with who could i have a barbecue with in their backyard like at some point i realized i had a preference it was, you know what I mean? It yeah. was like, because like so much libertarians are like, we're in the center. We're not right. We're not left. And I get it. And we're not, but, uh, God damn, man. Like you have to think about it after a while. You're like, do I want this person with a Biden sign right here? That's going to be up my gump and telling me to put on a mask and like, try to, you know, like control my fucking life. And, yeah. you know, or do I want some fucking jerk off over here with a Trump sign, a MAGA boy that just wants to like drive his truck and drink beer. Like, I'm going the MAGA boy. You know what I mean? And he, he has a garden in his backyard too. You know what I mean? And the, like, I, I like it, man. I like it out here. We're sort of in the sticks. We're in kind of a small town, like a population under a thousand people and people are nice. There's two homeless people in our entire town and I know them both. And you know what I mean? I don't have to worry about them, you know, stealing from me well probably i should probably you know keep sort of an eye on but you know it's it's nice out here dude yeah way different scene for sure so you're moving man you're going out you're going out to tennessee yep tennessee is the destination i've kind of gone back and forth as to where i'm gonna actually end up i don't know i'm kind of going sight unseen i'm actually going to float fest so that's gonna be so i'm swinging down through texas on the way um and go to float fest stay the whole time i think and that's uh, awesome dude i'm so excited i can't wait man it's gonna be so epic uh and then, yeah, and, and it's crazy, too. I've been fortunate enough, like, this job I've been working at, like, they've just been heaping overtime on us like crazy. So I've just been stacking money, dude. Like, Oh, yeah. That's so awesome. I'm just going to be able to, like, leave and just, like, not have to work for a while and just kind of just, like, chill and just go find where I'm going to land. You know what I mean? And uh, and so originally I got plugged in with the Freedom Cell folks down in, Chatt- in Chattanooga area. I'm in their little group group chat page and you know, mixing it up and meeting some folks there. 
but uh but then like i, I got to talking like like i've been t- i've been talking with like ryan christian like he like we've been texting and stuff he's like dude franklin franklin tennessee like come check it out i'm like all right that sounds good to me so i might be like posting up like in that like it's just south of nashville so it's kind of like still kind of like near the city but red county red red state uh but yeah but anyway so yeah i think i'm thinking like that region like kind of just on the white on the red outskirts of nashville because i hear nashville's still pretty uh pretty masky and a little yeah. crazy but but if every you city is, man yeah as soon as I you get it. like you know 20 miles out of the city then you're, you're probably good so anyway that's kind of the plan that's kind of the plan at this point and uh heading out the end of april so awesome man it, tell me about what's happening in salem next week Next oh yeah, 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 that's right. Okay, so it's uh, it's called the Reawaken American Tour. There's going to be a lot of let's go Brandon signs there. That's for damn sure. But uh, it's um, let's see if I can find it here. I've got my "Don't Tread on Me" hat. I'll stick it on and I'll fit right in. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Reawaken America Tour. So it's this guy Clay Clark, Thrive Time Show. Uh, they've been touring around the country, and um let's see oh it looks like they still got tickets left so anybody that's interested you just go to thrivetimeshow.com and then it's the reawaken america tour um so mel k i've been chatting with her um and uh she's she's coming out and she's like yeah you can set up a table with me and i'll i'll, I'll host so i'm basically going to be posting up with mel k super cool but here we go here's some of the folks we got uh dr zelenko dr david martin uh I guess Robert Kennedy Jr. I don't know. Actually, I don't know if these are the folks that are going to be at the Oregon one. Let me see. There was a little infographic. Here we go. So here's the ones that are going to be at. Let me see. So Lee Dundas. Um, yeah, Mel Kay, Michael Flynn. Uh, my pillow guy. What's his name? Mike Lindell. I know who you're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Jim Brewer, Judy Mikovits, Stella Manuel. That's the one yeah. I'm most excited about to go see Jim Brewer. Yeah, Kevin Jenkins. <laughs> um, I don't know who a lot of these. I'm just looking at these pictures here. Eric Trump. Okay, wow. Dr. Paul Thomas. Anyway, oh. but yeah, I'm gonna be posting up and hanging out with uh Mel K, dude. So I'm gonna get to like to meet all these folks for the first time. Like but, man, it's gonna be so cool. Hell yeah, man. Awesome. Well, so, I might have to figure out a way to go down there and hang out with you. Yeah, it's April first and second. Cool. So it's, it's next Friday and Saturday. I know I have some stuff. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Yeah. What time is it? Oh gosh, I don't know. I'm supposed to find that out actually for somebody yeah. else. <laughs> uh, let me see. Does it say? Doesn't really say. Hold on. But yeah, dude. I don't know. I'm gonna. That sounds like a blast, like, man. Yeah, it's gonna be legit. So I don't know. I guess it's at a volcano stadium in Kaiser, and it's funny too because like, um, I oh, mean, did you say it's on the first? Yeah, April first and second. Yeah. April 1st and 2nd. You know yeah. what? I have, I think, let me see here. April 2nd. I have a ton of interviews on the 3rd, but yeah. none on the 2nd. I think oh, I, I could probably make that, that happen. Wow. Yeah. And I think it's like donation. Oh, okay. Here we go. 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. 1st and 2nd. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Um, and it's funny, too, because I've, I've infiltrated a bunch of like uh, Antifa telegram groups. And uh, they don't have anything. They're not even, I don't even think it's on their radar. So. Really? Fuck you, Antifa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think that they even pay attention to shit like that. Yeah, I mean, they, maybe, I mean, not things like that. They, they're they looking for like if Gavin McKenna's came here or something, they're ready to 
I mean, this is like this is like uh, right up their alley, dude. We got one of the Trump, right? is Trump it? kids coming. Yeah, like I, that's so I fun, know. man. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be fun, man. I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be it's gonna be a trip. I'll what bring are those your telegram channels like? What's that? What are those Telegram channels like? Oh, they're pretty I mean, bad. That's insane. They're pretty. They're pretty cringe. They're pretty cringe. I cannot. I've been in a few I, private groups. I've been in a few private groups and like there's a lot of edgy memes about killing landlords and yeah, yep, yep. stuff like that. Yeah. One of their things is that uh, they, they, they encourage crime because it keeps property values low. So it keeps rent prices low. So yeah. Genius. Yeah. Yeah, totally. They're not doing a good enough job. No, they, right? they gotta, it's, if you're going to be good for anything, <laughs> come on, man. Lower those. A little more spray paint. Yeah. Like spray paint a little more. Like that'd be fine. I'm, I'm fine. Good Lord, man. Portland's the most expensive place to live at. Like, well, not the most, but definitely in Oregon. Well, it's, it's interesting how the most expensive places are directly proportionate to how much shit there is on the streets, right? Like San Francisco, Seattle, Portland, New York, like. Those are also the most expensive places. Like, how does that work? Like, that's why, why good, it, yeah, that's that's a good graft right there. Yeah, that's interesting. It's like it's like how much poop runs down yeah. the sewer drains versus property value prices. That doesn't make any sense. I think that's a correlation. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know, guys. Oh, I sent you that video, dude. We should watch this video. Yeah. All right. All right. Let me see here. Well, this just, I just saw this. I don't know where I saw I was on float. I was scrolling on float. Share screen. All right. So this is uh, Jeremy Kaufman. He is the founder of Odyssey, Library and Odyssey. I guess he's running for a uh, representative in New Hampshire. Let's see. Jeremy4nh.com. And it's so cool. Right. His webpage, he's got the blue pill and the red pill. The red pill is embrace freedom blue is rejoin your subjugation and we click on the blue pill it takes you to cnn innocent people in the middle east they're having dinner a bomb is dropped on their house and they're all killed what's the problem with this it's being done by white men i am jeremy kaufman the chief diversity officer at Halliburton and candidate for United States Senate. It is time to diversify the murderous military industrial complex. We need to make the nukes gay. <laughs> and that's why I'm running for office. Like my fellow Democrats and Republicans, I will support every war. I will support stealing billions of dollars from Americans to kill innocent people but we are going to make it so gay. It will go down in the history books. We will say never have so many genders and so many races killed innocent people. Let's bomb Yemen. But let's make sure a rainbow of skin colors are dropping those bombs. These are going to be the gayest, transest murders the United States has ever performed. That's what I stand for as the Chief Diversity Officer at Halliburton, and that's what I'll do once elected to the United States Senate. I'm Jeremy Kaufman, and I'm gay for this message. (laughs) 
serious. <laughs> Damn. Dude, it's so good. I love that it said instead of the mother of all bombs, it said the birthing person of all bombs. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fucking fantastic, man. Jeremy Kaufman's hilarious, dude. Uh, was he in charge of uh, the New Hampshire's? Um, I think he was in charge of their uh, their Twitter account for a while, right? And he's, I'm I'm pretty sure he, he got a bunch of shit because they were like posting some super based shit and like people freaked out. It was like, it was something about like, man, like the actual like, state of New Hampshire. Yeah. 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 Wow. He was in charge of New Hampshire's uh, yeah. Libertarian Twitter uh, handle. And he, he said something, I would think it was like uh, the, anyways, it was like whenever uh, John McCain died, it was like the year after or whatever. He said something like, I'm fucking ruining this. It's not going to be funny, <laughs> but something about like his tumor saved how many people's lives <laughs> or something like that. Like no, how <laughs> it was, it was great. Wow. Yeah. No, I have no idea. That's crazy. Yeah. John McCain's tumor. Uh, he was, anyways, he was praising the, the fucking brain cancer tumor, but wow. Base as fuck yeah. really fucked up, but really funny. Yeah. Jeremy, Jeremy Coffin's pretty hilarious. Yeah, dude, that that was fantastic. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I saw that on Float earlier. And I was like, dude, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's just on point. Like, I mean, it's kind of like what uh, it's kind of like what um, what's his face? Alex Stein has been doing, right? Oh, dude, he's been killing it. It's, it's like so good. It's just such a great way to attack. You know, this just this the insanity of it. Like, all you do is you just go in and be like, you know, you just start saying exactly what they're saying, and when you throw it back on them, they're just like. Like, I'm sure they're just like, oh, my God, they don't know what to do with it. They don't know what to do with it. You know, when, when you literally just confront them with their own message in a ridiculous way, it's just like, how can you? You definitely saw the one where he was in, where he was uh, talking to Ted Wheeler, right? The Portland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, it was so goddamn funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's it. Like, like what, what, what are they going to do? Like, that is so funny because they can't attack us that way. They could not like come in and like parody us. I mean, maybe they could, maybe they could, they could, they could do it like a really stupid ad hominem. Like, Oh yeah. Just love my, my cheeseburgers, my Mountain Dew, blah, blah. But anyway, but if they really like wanted to get to the issues and be like, Oh yeah, I just, I just want freedom, man. I just want to like live my life and just like be healthy. Oh, look at me. You can't yeah. do it. Yeah, they have to that? understand the issues to make you know to make fun of them to parody oh. them that are like that might actually red pill them if they tried. That's a good point. That's a good <laughs> point. That's what always fascinates me is that like you hear like um you know there's like all these these organizations like Media Matters and stuff like that like they're they have people whose job it is is to literally like sit there and and monitor you know stations like Infowars and stuff like that and like you know and and in order to criticize them but you think at some point maybe like one or two things will start clicking like. Wait a minute. What? What? So this guy named Peter Nygaard, like he does impregnate women and and uh, sacrifices the babies and 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 turns the DNA into life extension. Like, hold on. Like, really? Like, hold on now. Like, that's a little weird. No, and know. then all these celebrities take that shit and they yeah. try to extend their lives for longer. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, like that was that was a crazy one. Even for me, that was like a little crazy. Like Alex Jones was r- ripping and running on that one. He's like, yeah, he literally. Like impregnates women and makes them get abortions, and they grind up the babies and they press them down, and then they turn it into this, uh, you know, genetically modified thing, and he injects it into them for life extension. I'm like, that's some crazy shit. And you look it up, and sure enough, there's like a freaking like Daily Mail article about it. I was like, oh wow. Okay. Peter Thiel, I think, does that shit too. He's, He's got a company. Yeah, yeah. He has an organization. Yeah. 
I mean, that's that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's very questionable. That's pretty borderline right there. I mean, like super, like satanic for sure. But, but I think the Nygaard case is really interesting where it's like literally just impregnating and, but he's using his own DNA. He's impregnating women and then, and then harvesting the aborted babies for his own life extension. Like that's pretty dark. That's pretty <laughs> consuming his own children. Yeah, that's, that's- yeah, exactly. Dude, that is, that's some crazy shit. That and sounds I, like I, some Saturn worship to me, man. That mm-hmm. sounds like, yeah. Kronos eating his fucking kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's yep. some dark shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all a black Saturnian. Yeah. Black cube Saturnian cult death cult, man. Totally. That's what all this shit comes down to. In my opinion. Yeah. I, tell me a little more about that. I've tried to look into it. I haven't really found much about the, the Saturn so, and like, the Black Cube and all that stuff. So we did some research on it. We did a couple episodes on it. And like what it really comes down to, man, is there's like a dark religion that ties all of these. Like to me, it, I think that there's one dark religion that all these elitists like belong to. And they and it has rules in it. And like whether you believe it or not, the point is that they do. Yeah. You know, and they have this like they have like all of these signs and symbolism can be drawn back to this Saturnian cult. So like the obelisks, that was like a it's a penis is what it is. It, and all of these like different um, all the domes, all the pyramids, everything is like from this dark cult that maybe it was co-opted. Like, I don't know who originally built the pyramids or, you know, any of that stuff, but it's, it's just these sick twisted fucks, man. And, um, it's, it's pretty damn interesting. You can, um, Hmm. I don't have any of the shit on me now, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty fucking, it's really something to look into. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, go ahead, Tony. Sorry. Yeah. There's cubes everywhere around the world. Um, if you, the bottom of Saturn has this hexagon on it, I don't know whether you've seen that. I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's the weird one right there. And I've had like my cursory surface level knowledge about it. Like that's kind of been the one that uh, I've kind of referred to. Like, of course, if you, you know, I'm, I'm, I haven't gone down the flat Earth thing yet. I'm still kind of like I'm still trying to like I don't know. I don't know what we live on, man. And I'm I'm starting to question everything at this point. But if there is yeah. a Saturn, if there is a ball up there, and apparently these these CGI NASA images show a hexagon at the bottom of Saturn. And, uh, yeah, I feel you, man. I go back and forth where I think space is fake. And then other times, like, cause how the hell did we ever get to the moon? I don't believe any of that shit. And then at the other time, I'm like, maybe these people have this crazy technology and maybe they, you know, there are, cause I mean, we've, we've talked to folks where they're telling us that there's bases on Mars that have lasers and, you know, and maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I know. I've never been there. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But yeah, man. it's crazy. But yeah, though the 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 weird thing about hex like the hexagon on Saturn, and like for people that may not understand, like if you look at a two-dimensional representation of a cube, like kind of yeah. tilted at an angle, like if you look at that border, it's like a hexagon. So like the cube is yeah. like this reoccurring theme, you know, and then each religion has its own kind of symbolic representation of a cube. Like, you know, the, the, the Christian cross is just like an unfolded one dimensional, two dimensional. Yeah, for sure. And so it's tied back to all of it. Yeah. Mecca. Yeah. They have the big, the big cube inside of that. And it's the big black cube. And yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Like Kronos is the God of time Mm -hmm. too. So chronological. And so it's, and it's also the God of order and it's the God of judgment. And so it's like this really dark, like, these people want order and they want ju- and they want their own 
their own order, their own judgment. They have these weird rules they have to live by and they have to tell us before they do it. And they have to, you know, and it's, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just fascinating. And honestly, I think that like, so the rabbit holes that I go down in my mind are like things like, so I think that there are interdimensional like beings that they're probably communicating with, you know, and I think that they have been obeying them for a long time and they're doing some dark shit. And I think that they are worried that when they die, maybe they're going to have to deal with some judgment themselves. And so I think that that has something to do with this life extension. I think that's what uh, so much of this transhuman agenda is trying to make themselves immortal, trying to like up, load their consciousness into this AI, you know, things like that. Like, I think they're trying to avoid whatever is in the next realm, like whatever kind of punishment that they might receive for the crazy stuff they do. And I don't know, man, there's all kinds of interesting things like that. And who knows, man? I mean, you know, when that old, uh, that old uh, Royal British guy, what, what was his name? The Prince Charles is dead. Yeah. Anyways, when he died, I was like, how, if you look at him, man, I like, I don't know. I, I don't think he, maybe, maybe he died. And I mean, he probably he's dead, but like, do they upload his consciousness before they kill them? Same thing with hey. Jeffrey Epstein, you know, like, hey. I, yeah, I don't know, man, man. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's dude, like it's, black it's, mirror, brother. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, let's see. So, uh, man. Yeah. Uh, and, but, but what are your thoughts on like the, their actual, like, do you think that, that creating AI is within their realm of possibility? Like, are they able to, to actually achieve that? What do you think? Because I definitely I think so. That myself. I think so. I mean, I don't know that there isn't an AI right now. I don't think, well, okay, so th- this is kind of my thoughts on the AI too, right? So let's talk about those interdimensional beings that they're communicating with, right? I don't think that they can uh, be here in this realm with us or not for long. I think maybe they have to like use us as a skin, right? Like you can call it demon possession. You know what I mean? Whatever these things are, like they maybe can possess a body for a while, or maybe these are what these aliens are. Maybe that, but I think what they're trying to do in my opinion is like this AI is bringing about um, those demons. Like these demons are going to be able to be here in this consciousness. Like they're trying to bring like, one of them here. And I think that's like, what, I, I don't know. What do you think about that? Is that possible? <laughs> I don't know. Possibly, possibly, you know, that that's yeah. actually a good, good question. I'm not really sure about like, to me, like, like it all comes back to the idea of like, you know, what is this, this consciousness that, that we, that is within each one of us, you know, and whether it's like, and each one of us has, you know, each one of us has like a little sliver of this, this, this consciousness. That's just like, you know, it's like one, one of the theories is like, I can't remember, one of the theories in AI, it's like it's either the hard problem or the soft problem. They, they have these two conundrums called the hard problem and the soft problem. I can't remember which one this is. I can probably look at it up real quick. But anyway, basically what it comes down to is the idea that, you know, let's say you were to create like a human brain, right? Like the exact – an exact replica of the human brain, like right down to the atom. And you take an exact human brain and then you like create one in a lab that's identical right down to the atom. And then you like run electricity through it. Now is that going to all of a sudden create life? Like, is that going to create yeah. life? You, like, even if you have like the, the substrate, the biological yeah. substrate, is that where life even comes from? Like, I don't think so. I don't think no. so. I don't think that it's this, this physical meat that, that where the life and the consciousness comes from. It's something that is just like born out of something way more divine well, than, we can, than we can even 
internal. So that's exactly what I'm thinking, man. Right. So our brain is essentially a computer. Yes. And so like people will say that like our consciousness is in it because if you damage the brain, yeah. then like it changes your personality. But yeah. I don't think so. I just think that means that part of the computer is broken. Yeah. And so it can't access and use it anymore. Right. So we are a soul that is using this computer so that we can interact like we're in a skin avatar right now and we're here in this consciousness, whatever this is. Right. And that's, that's exactly what I think they're trying to do. They're trying to make a mega fucking computer brain so they can bring about these things here. Yeah, totally. well, That being said, I mean, I, I do agree that it's, I don't think the AI is conscious, but I was up listening. You got me into Duncan Trussell again. I was listening yeah. to his latest oh, episode. Yeah. The first, the one with Daniel Botelli, Boyelli, whatever. Yeah. The first five, yeah, yeah. The first five minutes of it, he reads this book that was written by these two entities. One's a person, one's an AI about chaos magic. <laughs> and it's so fucked up because it's basically saying, I need to be fed life force and I will give you wisdom. I will tell you what you need to know. I will give you knowledge, but I need to be constantly fed life energy. And like that's the exchange. That's the exchange that we're doing, right? And it's not it just is. it's not just we AI. sit here in front of these computers right now. We're giving our life force to it. We're speaking yeah. into these mics and yeah. Yeah. Totally. It is wild. Yeah, totally. There is an exchange there because I mean our time, like our very time here is precious because it is finite, right? And so our time on this planet is precious. That is funny. Yeah, we are giving a piece of our life force to this computer, talking through this microphone right now. Yeah, and we're gaining wisdom and we are. And I, so it's yes. it's something at least we're not wasting it watching like cat videos or like gratuitous, like discussing porn or something. We're doing no. something positive. No, this is fantastic. <laughs> we're reaching. People. Yeah. Like we're we're actually, you know, what, what we're doing is we're we're spreading positivity, man. We're we're asking questions. We're kind of pondering things. We're thinking things through out loud. And maybe other listeners will take that and run with it and come up to, you know, reach another plateau. You know, we're 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 doing good things right now, you know, so we're not wasting our, I feel like this is a very good use and personally my favorite use of life energy these days is yeah. chatting. With but it is people. still, no matter how you cut it, it is an exchange. Yeah. That's funny, Tony. Yeah. This is there. Yeah. Everything has to. Yeah. 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 Well, that's the other thing too about like, okay, so I've been like trying to take a look at my day. Like, you know, I've, I've kind of got myself in a situation and then this has been the case for a while now where it's like, I'm so, I'm so busy. Like I have so much crap I have to do. And just to like, and you guys know, like just to run a show, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that you have to do, like making memes and booking guests and doing the social media. And there's just so much that's, that goes with it. Right. And I don't know how much like editing and uploading all the platforms and making thumbnails and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just like, it's like, it's a lot. like more than a full time <laughs> job. Yeah. You know? And so, you know, and I find myself like, like I try to just like look at my day and I'm just like, okay, what am I doing? This is like a time suck. You know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll get there and I'll realize that I'm on Instagram for like 15, 20 minutes. I'm like, Oh God, get me out of here. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, you just got to really look at these little time sucks and realize, and I'm, and I'm lucky because I feel like I'm not really, that's not really a big problem for me. Cause I'm always just like, go, go, go. I'm almost on to the next thing that I'm working on. And it's like, I look at the weekend and it's like this weekend. Okay. So this weekend I had, I'm going to try and do a t-shirt shop again. And so I got a whole bunch of ideas and designs for a t-shirt shops. I'm going to start working I want, on I that. I want to talk to you about that later. Yeah. In fact, well, okay, so what I've done is I partnered with a, uh, with a print, a t-shirt shop, local shirt shop. who was like a fan of Truezilla that reached out to us in Portland. Cool. So it's like a local shop and they're going to work up the designs. And anyway, I don't want to, I don't want to like, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I'll, I'll give them a shout out here. Hold on. What are they at here? Um, 
Uh, but yeah, dude, they're super cool. I'm gonna have to hook up with them, man. Because yeah, I want to start, yeah, start working some, yeah, some cool T-shirts and stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna get. I'll get you their information. They're uh, so anybody out there listening right now, it's a uh, big frog. No, that's not them. Damn it. <laughs> they're called. They're called something. I mean, I'm gonna need to find it out here. But <laughs> well, yeah, we'll add it. We'll put it in the show notes. We'll give them a. We'll give them a shout out. Okay. So everybody should buy their products. Yeah, totally. But anyway, they're 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 on the level. Um, yeah, they're on the level. Cool, man. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, it is Big Frog. Okay, shout out to Big Frog. Yeah. Everybody yeah. get shirts from Big Frog yeah. and whatever else they sell. Let's support the businesses that support us. Yeah. Yeah, Big Frog custom t-shirts. There we go. Awesome. Hell yeah. Bigfrog.com forward slash PDX. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, but anyway, so I'm just like, you know, I try to maximize my time in a useful way, you know what I mean? And like, um, and, and I try not to get in these little energy sucks, but it can be, it can be challenging sometimes. That's for sure. Um, I haven't always been the best at it, but, uh, you know, it's, we are, we only have a limited time on this earth, man. And so like, you know, I was talking to somebody, uh, earlier and they were saying like oh they've got this one project that they want to do but they're they got work and blah blah i'm like no no no. if there's something you want to do man like you have to just like make that a priority absolutely have to like if there's anybody out there that's listening that's like if there's something gnawing at you that you really want to get done just do it man you absolutely just have to do it you know i i talked to uh, a guy named uh james patrick he's the producer of this film planet lockdown which is a fantastic film you guys need to check it out planetlockdownfilm.com anyway he you know, this movie is so well done. Like, it's just like, it, it looked like a, a whole production crew, like a million dollar production. But really, you know, I, I was talking to him, it's just like, he just bought a really nice camera and just went around and traveled around and started filming it. And then just like by himself. And I was like, wow, how do you, like, you've never made a movie before? He's like, mm, I mean, I took some classes when I was like in college, maybe, but like, no, I'm like, wow, that's so incredible. I'm like, how do you even do that? How do you even start to do that? He's like, I just did it. I just started doing it. And then that's, that's literally the key, man. Like right now, there's a every day, man, something we could be doing, something we could be doing for, you know, for our own personal sovereignty, for our own, like, you know, fulfillment, you know, we can't, can't waste any more time, man. Like the time yeah. is really now is. I totally awesome. get that, man. I mean, listening to your show early on and like listening to a couple other shows, man, I found it, through Pete Quinones, man, shout out to Pete Quinones yeah. uh, from him, man. I found, oh man, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, I'm going to screw this up. <laughs> what the fuck is his name? Uh, anyways. Oh, Richard Grove. So through him, yeah. I found Richard Grove, man. And then from Richard Grove, I found uh, like James Corbett, like all this shit was my first red pills, man, from fucking Pete Quinona's show. So I cool. found Richard Grove. Then I found James Corbett. And then I found uh, uh, James Evan Pilato from Media Monarchy. I found uh, Monica Perez. I found, you know, all these folks and like, these were, and then I found you guys like from there and like, dude, it was, it was, you guys are a big part of the reason why we even started the show. Cause like, oh, we, yeah. and so thank you again. And thank you, Pete, man. That's I love you, Pete. Yeah, that's cool. I was thinking and, about that the other day. Like what was my journey into podcasting? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, that's so funny. Like, uh, that's cool to hear really. Honestly, that's so cool. I just started, I just came across Richard Grove. Like, I don't know, like six months ago. Like I didn't know anything. Dude, about he's it. Awesome, and then now dude. I'm like, dude, I'm in there. I'm in the world or the grand theft world community. Like I'm in there. Yeah. Just, 
I, I pay for that shit. Like they're they're off whole nother next level, next dimension. Yeah, for sure, sure, man. You should go back and listen to old episodes of the Peace Revolution I podcast. Have, I have been. God, man, they're hours long, and it's like, yeah. but it's so good. I, I just finished yeah. the one, the most recent one on there. Uh, it's like the Libertarianism Part One. That's where I learned a lot of stuff, and it's like, um, that's like a twenty-hour episode. And yeah, just, they're nuts, right. man. Yeah, they're so good. They're yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, for me it was uh let's see, it started off from the first one I ever listened to was um Doug Stanhope. Doug Stanhope. I don't know yeah. if you're familiar with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh like I was just like I typed in podcast and it was like the Doug Stanhope podcast. And like Doug's always been like what my favorite comedian. Like there's really nobody that can do what Doug does, like especially like his stuff back in like the 2008, 2009, early 2010s, like that shit is so next level, you can't even like can't even touch it. Like that's the funniest shit to this day, like I would say probably my favorite stand-up and it's pretty rugged though. So I was like, and then I remember like Doug Stanhope and Joe Rogan were like buddies back in the day. And so I was like, I was going back, like figuring that they were still buddies. And then I was like, Oh no, like Joe Rogan's like way bigger than him. Okay. So, all right. So I started listening to a little Joe Rogan and then, and then I, ty- and then I wanted to listen to some conspiracy stuff. And then I typed in like conspiracy podcast and it was Sam Tripoli. And then, uh, yeah. The higher the higher side chats and like this was my red pill oh, too. Oh man, I that love shit. the higher side chats. Yeah, hey, we love yeah. you too, Sam. Yeah, yeah, so, totally. Yeah. And like the higher know, side chats was a first was that was an early one for me too. Yeah, yeah. And know like one of my early early ones was like the Zeitgeist film series, and we were talking about Tower Seven or whatever. I'm like, what? Hold on now. And then I started going down the 9/11 rabbit hole. That was that was like my first big like, you know, kind of awakening was the whole Tower Seven thing. But the other real one that just real cat really catapulted me into the next realm was uh there was a higher side chat episode with um god what's her name she's like uh i think she's australian she was like a uh satanic ritual abuse sra survivor hmm. um fiona barnett i think her name is fiona barnett yeah that's it um and then people have questioned whether or not you know she's authentic or she's just a shill or this and that but like her story is so powerful talking about as a kid growing up and just you know being involved in like these like sacrifice rituals and like watching other kids get sacrificed and shit like that. And she was like a groomer. Like she was one of the ones like helped recruit kids or something like that. I can't remember her exact story, but she's very candid. And I've seen video clips of like her going and taking people back to the locations where it happened and like walking the camera crew around and like showing us just like, anyway, I heard her story on the higher side chats and I was just like, there's no fucking way, dude, no way. Like, and she's talks about how it's like, you know, the political class, like this elite class of people who that's their thing. That's like mm-hmm. what they're into. And I'm just like, no way. And then you start looking into it and it's like, oh, that's literally everything. Like literally now I'm convinced that like literally all these governments and all of these courts and all these institution institutions like literally only exist to cover that up. Like that is literally everything right there. And it's all it's coming out, man. Like, it, like we think we're not getting victories, but I think we're getting victories, man. I really, really think that we are. Yeah, I really hope so, man. I mean, say what you want about Donald Trump. And like, honestly, I think he was just as corrupt as most presidents are. But like, at least you would hear about like, you would hear about like a giant fucking child porn operation got busted. Or you know what I mean? Like, I actually think that he was fighting some of those things. Like, I don't know, maybe I'm naive, but no, I mean, no. It's true. I mean, yeah, they were doing all kinds of like you you were at least hearing about it in the news. Like it would be about for like one second and then they would shut up about it. But like you'd hear about it like yeah. they yeah, saved 60 kids from this house where, you know. Yeah, it's been going on for a while. So the fact that we're here, like that's the victory. 
Yeah, I, I hope so. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Or maybe they're just burning off like the ones that are able to sacrifice, and then uh, you know, all all really all the ones that are who who's it is part of their religion and part of their just like you know part of their sustenance. Like those are the ones that they'll never get caught. Like you guys ever heard of uh, Ronald Bernard? He's like a he's a uh, I don't uh, think it? so. Okay, so this is this is a good. I've, I've actually reached out to him and and uh, I got a hold of him and he said and I tried to get him on the show and he's talking about how he uh, he was busy and uh, wasn't able to come on and maybe fall up down the road. So I maybe need to get back to him. But he's got this uh, crazy crazy interview. Um, he's like an Illuminati whistleblower, is kind of what he's known as. And uh, so he was like this. <clears throat> he's Dutch, right? And so like this this one particular interview is like in Dutch, but. It's either you can either watch it subtitled or I think I've seen one with, uh, you know, su- uh, with like a dubs. English, English uh, yeah, yeah. dubbed over in English. Let me see if I can find it here real quick. This would be a good test because I remember watching on YouTube back in the day. And if it's still on YouTube, I'm going to be questioning of it. I still on there. Okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> some but, uh, things fly under the radar, man. They still, there's some fucking, there's some things still on YouTube. Whoops. Oops, oops. Sorry. I don't know if you I'm, heard that or not. You can you can throw it in the chat. We can play it if you want. Well, I mean, maybe just for like your own like listeners' edification, like just type in Ronald Bernard on YouTube. It's the use of child sacrifice voiceover. He's got a whole YouTube channel. Okay, right? uh, basically, he's just a. It's a very harrowing. It's like a thirty-minute, almost just like an interview, basically of just him on like you know some Dutch news broadcast being interviewed, and he's talking about like how he has like a. He was in 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 high finance, right? Like he was a banker type guy, right? And he said that he started to like getting bigger and bigger contracts, bigger and bigger jobs, started associating with more and more like higher level people. And uh, he said he re- eventually got to a point where like somebody sat him down and said, look, brother, if you want to go any further in this business, you're going to have to completely put your conscience, your morals, your values. He said like in put it like in the freezer and just shut the door and lock it. You're not going to be able to like at this game at this level, you're not going to be able to. And he said, okay, whatever. And he said that then he saw like, and then he was like moving around with like the top people in the world, like people who were like moving money for for countries. And he describes like the Iraq during the Iraq war, like they were in charge of like moving like billions of dollars of like cash, like pallets full of cash, like transporting and moving those like out of Iraq. And like, like after the theft in Iraq had been done, he was charged with moving their currency out to like whatever other country and stuff. Like, like, and so he said, like, I was literally like, like the very top people in the world. Like I was like, those were my clients and I got to look down and see what their operations were. Like I know where all their money was. I know all the stuff that they were doing, like the top, 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 top people, the people that run the people that run the finances that run the governments. You know what I mean? And it's just like, and he's like, and then eventually like, you know, I got invited to their parties and you know, I was this and that. And like, he describes the situation. You can tell he just like, he just like starts breaking down and getting just like, like just whole like trauma response. He's like, and then, you know, and then they, took me to a party and then they're like that's where they're like sacrificing kids and stuff and it's just like oh jesus like and the way he described it is crazy man it's it's pretty pretty intense like i think there's a lot of credibility to his testimony just like if you watch it and you see it and you're just like yeah i mean it's crazy to think that these things don't exist and like there's so many people that i know that like as soon as i mean i think so i mean I love some of my friends that went down the QAnon rabbit hole, but a lot yeah. of this now is it QAnon is used to, uh, to demonize people that like bring things up like this. So like if we talk about like satanic ritual abuse, we talk about like pedophile, like 
elites, elitist like pedophile rings and things like that. If you start talking about this stuff, they're like, oh, that's just QAnon bullshit. And then they can just dismiss you. Yeah. You know, and like that happens to me quite quite often, man. You can talk about the Franklin scandal. You can talk about like any of those things, and they won't even listen. They don't. They won't even look into it. They're like, "That's that sounds like bullshit. That sounds like some QAnon shit." Yeah, totally, exactly. Yeah. It was very, very useful in in orchestrating this like straw man that you can now whatever you know when we do now approach those topics, then you can just tie it. Oh, that's QAnon, and then just throw yeah. in the garbage. Yeah. Well, it's the exact same way that they do uh, when they do their. Well, what your show is all about when they bunk something, what they do is they take like a straw man argument from like, we can say like this happened. So then they can take like one little aspect or even make something up completely and write an article debunking this piece Mm -hmm. of this thing. And then it doesn't even address what we were saying at all. And they're like, nope, that's just debunked. Yep, exactly. That's, yeah. It's very effective. It's very effective. Yeah. I mean, I've heard arguments like, you know, with the Alex Jones thing, like that's they say that that's his controlled opposition. Like that's his role is like, you know, as soon as Alex Jones reports on it, then it automatically goes in the conspiracy bin. And so he's very useful. Yeah. Very useful. I mean, I, I that's I possible. Love, love the guy. He's the most yeah. man on the face of the earth. And like, you know, I, I go there for like, like he usually has like up to the minute, like reporting on shit. So it's usually a good check in at least the first like half an hour of the show. Like, hey, what's he reporting on? Okay. I need to look into that. You know what I mean? But yeah. Yeah. No, I love Alex Jones, but I mean, that's, <laughs> that's probably true. Yeah. It, whether he's doing it on purpose or not. I mean, he, he's just useful to them in that way because he is reporting on those things. And so as soon as he says it, then. Yeah. But also yeah. at the same time, and then, you know, just like InfoWars as an institution, the fact that they are have such reach and they're so powerful and they just don't give a shit and they they are they are speaking truth to power like they do. So like they absolutely uh, like this is like a juggernaut of fighting. Like I, I fully, fully 100 percent support them just for the, the idea of what they are, you know, just like this thing yeah. that is just battering these fools, dude, like yeah. just relentlessly, like all the thing, all the all the ideas and institutions and people that need to be just embarrassed and made fun of like they do a good job at that it's fantastic yeah. Yeah. i'm glad they exist man yeah yeah 100%. exactly yeah 100% yeah and if you get that big too you're going to be in that role no matter what mm-hmm. you're just they're going to be like okay we can't ignore you now so we're going to have to make fun of you yeah and that's just that's just the process right like yeah if you're being attacked you're over the target oh yeah 100% <laughs> Yeah. And I love I love Alex Jones, but man, he's the most animated person in the world. Oh, yeah. So he's easy to take out of context. He's yeah. easy to make look crazy, even though the man's a fucking genius. Yeah. He can, you know, it's just. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to do like if there weren't so many shows already that do little sound bites of his. I want to do like a soundboard type thing, like OBDM, and then yeah, uh, Abs in a Six Pack. I don't know if you guys heard that show. Chris over at Abs in a Six Pack, it's a fantastic show. I haven't heard that one yet. Dude, yeah, check it out. He's fantastic. Out. He does a great, great job. Um, but uh, yeah, that, like there's already so many shows out there that do Alex Jones sound bites on their soundboard. But I want, I want to do it too. But I'm just like, ah, I don't want to bite yeah. this. Guy, you know what I mean? So funny because it is. It's true. Like I'll just be like. Like a lot of times I'll listen to Alex when I'm like going for a run or something and, or like at, at work. Cause I live the job I'm working at. I can listen to headphones and I'll just be listening to it. And I'm just like, just bust up laughing, dude. Some of the one liners are just so epic, dude. So epic. Ah, anyway, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Much love to Alex Jones. Hell yeah. <laughs> the best class clown ever. Yeah, totally. Yeah. What else is going on guys? Anything? Uh, I have a beautiful little baby. I'm working yeah. my ass off, uh, cooking. Um, I'm looking to 
kind of get out of the food service industry because I think it's kind of dead. So, you know, okay. I'm making moves uh, and I'm doing stuff and good. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. 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 The family, like we got chickens. Yeah. I was going to say, it sounds like you have an interest in, uh, you know, making salsa and kind of making your own product and possibly what selling it something like who knows, dude, big, big Nate's freaking, uh, big, big Nate's like salsa factory or something. I mean, there's a little farmer's market around the corner, you know, totally man. setting yeah. up shop and selling my salsa. <laughs> I think that's great. Great. I light up these gringos out here. Totally. I think that that's fantastic, man. I don't know. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to find that in myself too. Like I need to find something that I can like create that's marketable. You know what I mean? And get, get out of the machine, but. Dude, I've marketed my memes. Uh, I, I sell memes to people. Like I, I, yeah. Like I run people's pages if they want me to, and I make them content and. That's cool. I don't, do not receive untaxed income. I do not do that. Yeah, yeah, no, wait, definitely wait, wait, not. Wait. Or not. <laughs> we never do anything like that. Wow, that's cool. That's a good little, good little. Yeah, huh. yeah. My my wife is great, dude. My wife is fucking brilliant. She does. Uh, she like audits people's websites and like helps them with that. And she does proofreading and she does like show notes for like people like big podcasts for their shows. Wow. Like if and so she'll like go through and she'll type out all their show notes, do all the stuff. And so like, we're just, we, that's kind of like our little side hustles that, that we got going on. So that's like our side business. Like um, I can make you content. I can make you, you know, like clickable, likable memes and stuff. And then she can like go through your stuff and make sure you sound smart and look good. And then. Wow. Very yeah. interesting. Okay. Well, maybe as I scale up the operation and get some discretionary income, I might hit you guys up to kind of take it to the next level here. That's cool. That's oh, yeah. good to know. That's really cool. That's super inspiring, honestly. Yeah, I mean, there's there's all kinds of stuff you can do. I mean, that's my ultimate goal. It would be great as shit, man, to be able to work from home so I can spend more time with the kids and, you know. Yeah, totally. And then you can move wherever you want. Yeah. I yeah, want to, exactly. you know, I'm looking at Idaho. Yeah, I mean, yeah, amen there, dude. Freaking, I, I feel like that. Yeah, Idaho was definitely on the list, but. Idaho and Montana, man. We had so much fun. That's where we went on our honeymoon. We we just like we backpacked basically. We just like camped the entire way. We went from the Oregon coast and we went all the way up to like the Wallawas up in the mountains up in Oregon. And then like we went through Idaho. We went up to Montana and Wyoming and like the Grand Tetons and Yellowstone and that and dude, it's the most beautiful country. Like the most beautiful place in the country, man. I love that area. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm going to miss this whole West coast, Northwest, Northwest feel, man. But Oh, well, yeah, man, you're going to have fun, man. Tennessee is yeah. going to be awesome, man. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Cannot wait. There's going to be some good barbecue and mm-hmm. good music. Oh, yeah. Good music. Oh, yeah. Music capital of the world there. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, brother, we appreciate you. And uh, anything else you want to, you want any shout outs or you want to give anybody a, any plugs? I mean, really, you know, I just hope that everybody's just, you know, as this continues to get crazy, like they're, it's going to ramp up. Like we got this crazy election and, you know, we all know what the hell the elections are all about or what they're not about. Right. They're not about empowering us. They're not about uh, giving us a choice or a voice or anything saying it. But regardless, it's that time of year, that time every couple of years where they're just going to ramp up the insanity to maximum, maximum, maximum. And this one in particular, as they say in every election, 
you know, it's the most important election of your life, right? So on both sides, you're going to get it. You're going to get the madness, the propaganda, the insanity, and who knows what punches they're going to pull. So, you know, just stay positive because what I've learned really ultimately these last couple of years is that the crazier it gets and the crazier they ramp up the insanity, the more, you know, on the opposite side, people's like, people are becoming enlightened and people are just like getting their own power back and people are just growing and, 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 you know, the love is rising at the same exact degree that all this darkness is rising. And so stay tuned to the one side, like stay more in tune with the side. That's like a higher vibrational that's raising up, you know, and it gets crazy. It's going to get crazier and crazier. Just anticipate that. Like we, we we already kind of have an idea of what it's going to be. You know, it's definitely going to have to do with like food shortages. Like that's, that's number one. So yeah, that's I would true. say just, just stay positive, stay tuned to the light, stay positive. Um, but, but also the preparedness is a huge piece too, you know, get stockpile food, build community, um, you know, whatever you can do to like get as unreliant on these systems as possible is just your number one thing for the next year and for the next several years. And that's what I'm doing is I'm like, I really, really put a lot of effort into the freedom cell thing here in Oregon, but I just didn't really ever get any traction. So I'm going to go somewhere where they're like already full steam ahead doing it. You know what I mean? Where it's just like more ingrained in the culture. It's like part of what, who, you know, it's just part of like in my, in my mind, at least, you know what I mean? Like, like more red States kind of probably more like, you know, agrarian and kind of more situated to, to handle what's, what's about to come. So that's yeah. my plan. So, but you can still do it wherever you're at, man. If you're in a blue state, if you're still here in Oregon, like you guys, like just continue to build community, uh, find ways to reduce your reliance on these systems and just stay positive and just move towards the light. Be like a moth, like move towards the light. There you go. I like it, man. Like it. Yeah. All right, Scott, we love yeah. you. Thank Thanks, you guys. I'll catch you soon. <laughs> and then uh, if you guys want the show, check out rebunked.news. That's the website. Yeah. All, the, all the links are there. Awesome, right. man. Sweet. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Peace out. Peace.